Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. So looking at your child and uh, looking at what they, you know, their capabilities or what are some of the things that they are having trouble with when it comes to school. Um, I'm chatting uh, to uh, Kelly Haymans, who is a former teacher as well as a private tutor in our Family Dynamics feature on the show today. Um, Kelly, when it comes to, to dyslexia, can you define, you know, what it actually is or, or what does it mean? Because a lot of people use it, but I don't think a lot of people can actually tell you what dyslexia is. Okay, well, first of all, thanks for having me. And- and thank you also to Josie Kids who introduced us. And um, well, dyslexia, first of all, it's a phonological problem. So it's to do with sound, sound and okay. hearing. And it's a neurological problem in the brain. So little pathways are not working as well. And um, it's about brain networks and mm-hmm. wiring in the brain. And a child or a person with dyslexia has the brain wired in a slightly different way and it affects the reading sections of the brain. It doesn't affect intelligence at all and no sections of the brain where intelligence is affected. It's just that section with reading and sound and mapping sound onto language. Oftentimes, you know, uh, uh, teachers, you know, when we're looking, and and parents, I think, to a large extent, but when we're looking at uh, children going through school, that's not something that they pick up, you know, quite early. Uh, They normally take, it takes a while for either the teacher or the parent to pick it up. So when we're looking at symptomology and looking at symptoms, as a parent, what should I be looking out for? Okay, and that is such an important question. First of all, it's important because the earlier you can get it, it's much better for the child Mm -hmm. because you can make new pathways. And when children are little, their brains are quite plastic. There's a plasticity to the brain that enables these neural networks to be made. So it's really important to get children early. So a lot of people will say it's developmental. Mm-hmm. So, And children are little and they develop at different stages. Stages and rates, yes. And rates, but not that much. Mm-hmm. So there are red lights you can look for. So when children are little, um, they start when they're about three, they're like rhymes. Mm-hmm. A child with dyslexia possibly can't hear the rhyme. So Jack and Jill went up the hill and to fetch a pail of water. Yeah, and Jack fell down and broke his head. Yeah. He didn't break, break his, his crown. crown. Okay, because they can't hear it. They can't hear the the sounds that make their literature. No, they can't hear the sounds that make the rhyme. Okay. They really struggle to hear sounds that make rhyme. Also, um, look for language delay. Mm-hmm. The language is a big marker. And often that people say, oh, yes, but I started speaking late. But also dyslexia is hereditary. Okay. I did so, not know that. Mm. Okay. So often um, I remember there was a little child once where I kept going to the parents, to the mom and saying, are you sure there's not dyslexia? She said, no, no, no. And once there was a parent's evening and the dad said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm very dyslexic. So that's a very big marker. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Often adults only discover they are dyslexic when they have their children um, exa- tested. tested. And they think, oh my goodness, that happened to me too. Mm. And they realize they were dyslexic but had ways of coping with it and masking it um, when they were younger. So we're looking at language delay um, and, and then rhymes. What else and are we rhymes. looking at? And then when they're little, you can start doing things like um, counting syllables in your name. Mm. Lizette, Kelly. And they can't do it. They struggle and they've struggled to um, hear the initial sounds of letters. Mm -hmm. So if I say Matt, they can't hear the M. As children get older, and one of the hardest things to do is, so that is called phonemic awareness, the the ability to 
play with sound. Mm-hmm. And like if I say to you, cat, if I take cat, if I take the cat away, what have I got left? That. They can't go at. Okay. They can't hear that. They found that extremely difficult. Okay. So those are the things that you start looking at when they're small. Then when they get so by reception, they're starting to know letter name, hard to learn letter names, hard to learn letter sounds. Also, rapid naming is very difficult for a dyslexic child. So um, having to name colors very quickly, having to name numbers very quickly, because they can't access that language system of the brain quickly. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Because the, yeah, um, and and a lot of people, uh, and I know in, in South Africa, this is something that is quite common in, in our homes. Is that we speak more than one language, and a lot of people often say, you know, oh, it's because we we speak so many languages in our house that that the child is getting confused with the different sounds, or is maybe taking longer to develop language. Is is that? And I don't want to use the word excuse, but is that is that logical reasoning, or it doesn't matter how many languages the child is learning in the in, at at the home? Um, these are the warning signs. Regardless, no. I think if they disle- if they're not dyslexic, they might be. I mean, you often hear stories about children struggling with la- not speaking and then coming out with phrases in three different yeah. languages. I think that's a different thing. I think um, a dyslexic child, the worst thing to do is to then force them to learn another language because the language system in their brain is not working properly. So now they've got to struggle with another language working in that same system Mm -hmm. that's not working efficiently. And I think the question that I'm asking is looking at your warning signs, something like language delay. Um, if, 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 we, if my child is learning three languages at home, can, can I say it's because they're learning three languages, that's why there's a language delay? Or, yeah. or will, the, will the child have, not have a delay in one of the three languages? No. If, if, a, if the child is, they might have a delay because they're learning three languages. Okay. But I would keep an eye on it. I'd ask questions like, um, well, do you have language delay generally in your family? Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there history of dyslexia? Um, those kind of things for starters. But if not, if there's no problem with like, dyslexia, they might well be delaying because they're processing all, they're having to learn so many different sound structures mm-hmm. to fit with different language patterns and different language models. So yeah, that could well make it a little bit delayed. Okay. So one of the important things that you said is that it's, it's important to catch it early um, because then you can almost rewire the brain and, and rewire the patterns. Um, tell us a little bit about about what are some of the work that you can do or because you know it, it's not like you're giving your child a sentence that the child's never going to be able to read there are definitely things that you can do what are some of the things yeah there are definitely things you can do well first of all can I talk a bit about how the brain yes, works which there. is so interesting yes. well I found it terribly interesting <laughs> um so what happens with people who aren't dyslexic is they start reading there are three places where the brain starts working in the front in the middle at the parietal temporal area, mm-hmm. and then at the back, back. it moves to the occipital um, temporal area. So when you start reading that middle section, the parietal analyzes the word and helps the child split it up because that's what you've got to do when you're reading. You're segmenting mm-hmm. and then you're blending it back together again. Yes. So once you've done it a few times, your brain gets to know that word, gets to understand it, know how to pronounce it. And really understands the meaning of the word, pushes it back into the occipital area of the brain, which is called the word form. Mm-hmm. And that's where you be- become, it becomes really whizzy. It's like a highway where the parietal is slow. It's analyzing and learning. Once it's in the back of that brain, it becomes automatic. So you see a word 
and you know it immediately. Yes. So as a child goes, more and more goes in. So the more skilled reader you become, the more that f- word form area of the brain at the back is working just so speedily and pulling back the words. Now in a dyslexic brain, that area doesn't, they don't, they don't work in that area of the brain at all. Okay. So they start reading with the front of the brain, with the frontal lobe, which is another reading area, but it's slow. Mm-hmm. And it's like the middle section, which is analyzing and slow and not so efficient with sound. So they're never really analyzing properly and it's never going back to the automatic. Okay. So the child is always going to be a slow reader unless they get help. A slow reader, not an accurate reader, be laborious and really very difficult. So when you say, um, you know, unless they get help, what is the kind of help we're looking at? Okay, well, parents initially can start doing reading to your child is so important. A home background where language is rich mm-hmm. is also really important. And make reading a fun time with kids. And when you read to them, make them enjoy doing rhymes, playing rhyming words, um, just in everyday life, what does that start with? Let's go to the house. What's first? What does it start with? Ha! Mm-hmm. Let's clap your name. Oh, let me all going to stop, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go and get some food or just food. That's a sound for food. There are three food. Mm-hmm. And so getting them to understand that words are made up of little sounds and they've got to segment those sounds in an order and then put them back together, together. to hear the word. We are in a conversation with a private tutor and a former teacher, Kelly Haymans, chatting about dyslexia. If you do want to get in on the conversation, the lines in studio here are open. Do feel free to give us a call. The number is 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. You can also send us a WhatsApp message, not a voice note, on 0614-104-107, 0614-104-107. Why not hit us up on Twitter at SFM Radio I at Lizzie underscore Khan. Or if you're still old school like me and you want to send an SMS, that number is 41391. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Uh, talking about money, uh, let's pay the bills and then get back to this all important discussion. Life happens weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. And just like that, we're into the last 10 minutes of the show. Time certainly does fly when you're having fun. And I know, I know it is a public holiday, but it's still important that we have some discussions, especially now with the school holidays, that we have an opportunity to spend time with our children and, and just make sure that we kind of catch um, those red flags that, that do come up. So we're discussing something uh, that a lot of us don't know enough about, and that's uh, dyslexia, which is a learning disorder. Um, and we are joined in uh, studio by Kelly Haymans, who's going to be breaking it down for us a little bit more in the time that we do have left but of course radio is all about you so we want to know from you do you have any questions uh, we've got various avenues for you to make contact with us but why not give us a call the line in studio is open 0891-104-207 0891-104-207 Kelly before we went to the break we were chatting about some of the things that you can do at home uh, chatting about you know kids in that ECD phase or maybe the younger kids but what about those older individuals um, you know as I said a lot of times it's not caught when the kids are younger and then the kid comes home with the bad record, report cards in standard one or well standard one see how old I am what is that grade four <laughs> <laughs> grade three um, or you know and, and then those those bad results start like piling up so now you, you're dealing with a child that has low self-esteem or maybe hates going to school and a lot of parents think you know they're just not intelligent 
urgent that that might be mm. it. So if we're dealing with older children, what are some of the things that we can do to kind of re- rewire the brain? Can we at that stage? Oh yes, but uh, not as easily as when they're little. Mm-hmm. Um, but you certainly can. I mean, you've raised a very interesting thing um, about dyslexia. Also, the ways to another way to spot dyslexia, which I didn't mention, and it becomes maybe slightly more apparent with older children, is that you sons do suddenly see that there's a child. And also often being teased for being stupid. Mm. And as I said before, dyslexia is no indicator of intelligence, intelligence. at mm. all. And um, and I think that the diagnosis for dyslexia is an average and above intelligence. Otherwise, it's another learning disorder with other cognitive functions that are needing to be addressed. But often what happens with older children, and you notice it much more, is you think, This child is so clever. Mm. They're getting phenomenal math scores. They might be super articulate. They might be incredibly creative thinkers. Well, they usually are because they're using a different part of their brain because they have such a deficit in the language system of their brain that they overcompensate. Well, they compensate in other ways. That's why you get people that are such brilliant entrepreneurs. I mean, Mm -hmm. the list of people who are dyslexic is phenomenal. I mean, Richard Branson, Einstein, Churchill, um, to name but a few hundreds of movie stars (laughs) and artists, Picasso, um, you know, Mm. because uh, they've have it, they become big picture thinkers and they're very good at reasoning and analyzing and finding the bigger picture. So you'll find with older children, single word reading is terribly difficult. So they read in context. Yes. So they need the context to be able to understand. But the terrible thing about dyslexia is because you're taking so long to decode the word, it's very hard to keep the comprehension mm. together. So that it's taking a dyslexic child an inordinate amount of time to read and understand. So you will see a listening comprehension they'll whiz through and be fantastic with. But when they've got to read it and then try and decode it and get it, they don't. That's why it's really important to get children tested because in this country, well, most countries, once a child is formally assessed and it's by a clinical psychologist, they are allowed accommodations. Mm-hmm. And people often say, well, why are they getting unfair treatment? They're not getting unfair treatment. Accommodations only level the playing field. Okay. So that child is given the same kind of starting place as other children to show what they can do. Mm. And um, so they are allowed, they're given 15 more minutes to read in an exam. When they're little, certainly exams, or when they're younger, and certainly in school, maybe not a formal exam, they can have exams read, read to, to them. them. Mm. And that's really important. But you really do have to address it because what dyslexic children do is they don't push their eye through the word properly. So older children might read um, like and milk or something and just see the letters the same, the L and the K and make up and then they're trying to guess the context by other words around so it just makes it so laborious and um, so it needs and dyslexia needs to be addressed in a very systematic way and um, taught in a very systematic way with a lot of metacognition which is teaching children what they're learning okay so this is the rule for this. Mm. So if it's one syllable, a short vowel, and you hear a K at the end, it's going to be CK, CK. not mm. just a K mm. or whatever.
So uh, uh, when we're looking then um, at, 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 I don't want to say to, to redress, but to address um, the uh, dyslexia as, 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 a, as a learning disorder um, or, or, cognit- or one of just one of those cognitive disorders, basically, um, is it OT that we're looking at, occupational therapy, or where, what should the child, no. what should we be doing as a parent to, to help the child through the You're process? You're looking at a language-based um assistance okay so you're looking at one that um and there are various systems that are good i know i'm familiar with the orton gillingham system there's barton there's wilton but those all those good ones will be um they will work with overlearning because the child needs to get that familiarity with words into the automatic because it if you do get that, you can rewire and it can become automatic. Mm-hmm. And you need to give them um, systems of learning language. Um, they need to be multisensory so the child can learn on all different ways. And you also have to diagnose each child individually and work to what they need. They need. Mm-hmm. And also you can only move on once they know what, what they, once they mastered what they have. Okay, so, so you you need to so be, you really need a formal help with it. Okay, and that formal help can uh, w- w- in, comes in the form of whom? Sorry, that's I think I need Another, to know. Uh, maybe te- te- oh, sorry, yeah. teachers at school, okay. extra help at school, smaller groups working in smaller groups. It really needs to be. Um, quite a specialized input. Okay. Now, the reason I ask that is, is obviously because South Africa is one of the, the most unequal societies when we're looking um, at, uh, you know, when it comes to, to socioeconomic conditions. So from a financial perspective, that's puts an, an added burden um, on parents if they needed to go to, to, first of all, a clinical psychologist to get tested, and then mm. maybe if they need OT or any of that sort of other stuff. On the line, we have a caller, um, Zizi from uh, Port Elizabeth. Um, you Is there something that you would like to ask Kelly here in studio. Afternoon. 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 Yes. I was assisting um, the son of my cousin brother. Mm-hmm. I was helping with various of his studies like grade nine, you know. So fairly quickly, I would let him read for the English ones, for maths, that type of thing. And I've noticed that he was low, as your guest is mentioning, you know. So to me, I could pick up dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, all of those as learning disabilities. I then asked him, was his mother drinking liquor when she was pregnant? And I had to ask that question because there had to be a reason why this child was behaving as he was. Okay. And the father said it was. So then the question is, could it be that first fetal alcohol is something good after Thank you. line's just a little bit bad. I don't know if you caught that, Kelly, but I think he's asking um, causology, uh, well, the cause, what causes dyslexia, and he wants to know if fetal alcohol syndrome or abuse of drugs or any of those things could have been the cause for it. No. Okay. It's a neurological system in the brain. I don't think it would have been caused by that. As far as I know, no. Okay. That might, look, they might cause other things that cause other learning difficulties, but it would not necessarily be dyslexia. Okay. So let's break that up. When you say it is a neurological uh, disorder, disorder, um, it's basically about how the brain is programmed. It's, it's not like um, they used forceps when the baby was born and therefore there was damage. It's not anything to do with that. It's, a, it's about neural networks in the brain. Okay. Yeah, neural networks in the brain that are working. and w- So the brain is wired differently, differently 
for it. And also, I think it's very important for dyslexic children to know that they have got phenomenal brains. Yes. They're different. And, you know, some things might not be as easy, but they have got phenomenal brains. Kelly, it's been absolutely fascinating. Uh, if people want to get more information, where's the best place to get hold of you? Um, my email address, kellyhaymans at gmail.com. Just the spelling of Haymans is tricky. It's H-E-Y-M-A-N-S at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Uh, that was Kelly Haymans chatting to us about uh, dyslexia. Thank you so much for everybody who, who tuned in uh, today. Um,